Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? We are back with another week of this No Name Podcast. And as you know, that's really not a joke because we still have yet to come up with the name for this podcast. But we are on fifth episode. So, um, yeah, man, we are, we're on track. Our goal is to get in a solid 10 before the New Year's. And uh, I think we're on track to doing that. Um, great conversation, as Effortless always. Bar. Well, huh? You said, I think we're on track to doing that. Effortless bar. Facts, facts. But yo, I'm Edward. My mama named me Edward uh, after my daddy. Um, you can follow me at Emacs Stacks for all of your exclusive up-to-date sporting content. And I'm going to kick it to my brother who got the beanie on inside of his house for him to introduce himself. Yeah, you know that why? Because that's a whole different story. We'll get into that <laughs> later. You know, I'm hype about one in particular thing. I think you can guess it, but it's your boy uh, Black Peace coming live and direct. Give you that uh, that real, plain and simple. Let's go. What's up, man? It's your boy Shineheart. Is upcoming with the logical, intellectual, charismatic, jack of all trades. I'm a give you the real. You know, never lacking in that area. <laughs> do, man? It's your boy Sedacious, a.k.a. Live the Rapper, a.k.a. T-Side of the Trippiest of them all. I'm all about that love, hostility. Hostility? Fuck it. You I'm hostile? About the love. What you hostile the, for? You're just trying to stay I'm, I'm hospitable. hospitable. I'm a hospitable <laughs> kind of guy, yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I'm all you're about love, sharing love, and taking care of minds, and, you know, taking care of the world. I'm a humanitarian in this coast. Take it, Edward. All right, man. So y'all already know we kicked this off in the first segment before we get into some football uh, culture and sports NBA. Um, so, hey, man, uh, this won't be the last episode, but for us to just really break out with uh, basketball, um, this this will probably be like our last time for a little minute. Uh, yo, we no longer have the NBA, fellas. It has passed us. The Lakers have won the championship. They have done it for Kobe. They have done it for Gigi. All hail the king. <laughs> Some people uh, had it as a sweep. Some people had it as a gentleman sweep. Some people felt like, yo, I respect the uh, heat enough to give them two games. Uh, so if it goes to six, no big deal. If it goes to seven, people still have faith in the Lakers. Before we get to the championship game, before we get to game six, let's rewind a little bit. And we all pretty much are going to give LeBron his flowers. But before we get there, let's go back and let's talk about game five real quick. Jimmy Butler. We only say, I won't even just throw it on Jimmy Butler. The Heat collectively, <laughs> they won game five. The Lakers were unable to end it in the Kobe, in the Black Mamba jerseys. Um, and they didn't. And when I watched that game, the Lakers and LeBron specifically, they were playing – LeBron was playing that game like it was a game seven. LeBron was playing that game like, I'm tired of playing. I'm ready to get this shit over with. Let's win this game and let's get out the bubble. But the Heat was not going out like no punks. They didn't go out there. They didn't fold. They, they played like, yo, let's just win one game. We can win one game. We could possibly do something spectacular. Obviously, that didn't happen. But when you talk about game five, it all comes down to that last play. LeBron has the ball, top of the key, 
shot clock is off for the most – shot clock is off or is really not a factor for the Lakers. LeBron gets that shot top of the key um, with Jimmy Butler guarding him. We know LeBron James is a freight train. We know he can get to the rim at will when he wants. That is his superpower. Um, he drives it, draws three or four Heat players, kicks it back to the top of the key to Danny Green, who ends up missing the three-pointer. Me personally, <laughs> me personally, I, we know LeBron James plays the game the right way. We know LeBron James does not pride himself off trying to play heroic ball. He loves uh, putting, getting his teammates involved. He loves seeing seeing his teammates elevated. So LeBron James would have been perfectly fine if it wasn't him making that three point or making a game winning shot, as he showed it by kicking it to Danny Green. I want to see him make that shot. I believe that was his shot to make, regardless of the situation or the circumstances. I think with everything that was going on, that being a do or die shot, not to tie it. In the Kobe jerseys, for Kobe, LeBron continuously, like, mounting and stacking and just really laying on extra cement to cement his spot in legacy and history, he would have made that shot regardless of the situation. Sedacious, you're the Laker fan. How did you feel about that, how the, how game five played out and how LeBron went about handling the, that late game situation? Well, you know, I think that he made a great decision in passing the ball. I mean, we can't want LeBron to be LeBron when he's doing great things, but don't want him to be LeBron because Danny Green missed the shot. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's been plenty of times where LeBron passes the ball and someone else. Now LeBron will take the shot and make it himself. We all know that he just has the IQ to where he's going to make the best basketball play. And I feel like he made the best basketball play. He drew four. He kicked it out to a shooter. You know what I'm saying? It went down the way that it went. But what I like most was, you know, once Danny Green missed the shot, LeBron wasn't phased. He wasn't worried. You know, he wasn't tripping at all that they just took a second game because of what was going to happen the ensuing game. What you got on it, Isaac? Man, um, I also, too, um, indulge in sedacious take as in, you know, LeBron James did definitely make the right basketball play. But um, as far as speaking to the Mamba mentality that we know the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant to have, um, I want to relate it back to, I believe, uh, a late game playoff series, or I'm, I believe it may have been a first round playoff series with the Suns with uh, Kobe Bryant 06 07 um, with the game winner. Um, I believe, or the sentiment of OT, um, when he shot over three defenders, almost a very similar play, driving hard right baseline, but pulls up mid-range, you know, for the go-ahead. LeBron in that, you know, in that case, man, <laughs> exactly. Uh, LeBron in that case, man, you know, he stayed true to himself. Um, he's definitely a pass-first player. Um, that's his greatest attribute, although he is a scorer. Um, man, we we pay we, we pay Danny Green millions of dollars to do the job. Quite frankly, you know, at that moment, you know, he he didn't deliver on it, and you know that happens. Um, I believe the death threats were completely unwarranted. Um, the man has hit big shots in his career, like a nation. I was a little OD for that. I was wrong, but you know, he he definitely you know redeemed himself with you know collectively on how the team played together. But I mean, overall, man. LeBron James, he, he made the right basketball decision. And honestly, Danny Green really could have let my boy KCP had his shine because 
50 seconds earlier, KCP actually hit a big shot in the corner to put them up to have them in that position in the first place. So if I'm Danny, I'm thinking it ain't really been my night like that. KCP, corner shot, I know that's what they paid me to do, but it ain't really been my night. I feel like you got to have a basketball intelligence maybe to push that to KCP. I feel like he would have hit that. My, my personal opinion. What you got for us, Darnell? I'm at the both. I'm at the disagree with both of you guys. Okay. <clears throat> this is not a regular season game. This is not a regular playoff game. This is not the first couple games in the finals. This is the time when you take those opportunities. That's when you experiment. That's when you risk take that risk a lower percentage situation. LeBron is like he mentioned the freight train. In that moment. Through all the adversity, through everything that's been going on, that's your time to be you. That's your time to get your shine. LeBron, we get it. You're not the guy that always wants to shine. But at some point in your life, in your career, you really have to say, you know what? This is the biggest stage of them all, and I got to do what I got to do. They're, forget what the critics Critics already say you're too passive. You have to prove them wrong and just say you're a winner. Period. The critics, they're gonna, he they're doesn't gonna, play the critics in the NBA Finals, Darnell. He plays in Miami Heat. He has to make the right basketball play. I understand you this want is, him to be something that he's not, but I mean, no, that's true. No, 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 no. Because the thing about it is, what would have happened was, if he would have completed, he would have got a foul, or he would have made it. Either or, it's a shot for him to make to go ahead. And I felt like after all that would have happened, it would have won that game that game, that night. I felt like they would have went. The the experts would have went over it again and showed, hey, Danny you, Green you, was right there. But at the end of the day, this is the, not that time to be. LeBron James passer. This is time to be LeBron James finisher. You know what the media would have did, Darnell? And I don't mean to cut you off, Pooch. I'm going to say this in about 12 seconds. He was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. If he would have took that over three people, he would have been like, LeBron James is usually an unselfish player. In that moment, he usually kicks it out to the open shooter. What was he thinking? Come on, man. He, he, he was damn from the beginning, man. If he didn't make that shot or if he didn't take it, he would have been damned either way. So... I was going. I was going to say not from the perspective if. Uh, well, yeah, I was pretty much going to rebuttal the same thing that Isaac was saying. Uh, let you get back on it, Darnell. Like I said in the beginning, I'm not deferring from like I would have liked him to take the shot, but I understand LeBron could care less. And when you're talking about the critics, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like you said, Darnell. Yo, this is your time to be aggressive, Black Mamba mentality. But if LeBron would have missed the shot, everybody named Mama, man, he ain't clutch, bro. Da, 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 da. So he damn Kobe would have never. He, he damn Kobe, right? Kobe, Kobe, and Kobe also wouldn't have. Kobe would have never for missing it though. Also, it would have been like no. Kobe has been damn, in those positions. Kobe, we all know that. Kobe, Not that stage. Guy, bro. What can you say? Not that stage. But we know he's been in that position. And at the end of the day, Kobe will tell you straight up, it is what it is. Kobe, that's the first thing he says. Another shot. I missed it. Oh, well. Life goes on. Keep playing. Exactly. That's he what doesn't have been the mentality. You're making my point. So why does LeBron get crucified? And I almost felt LeBron, if you also pay attention to an Instagram post he made, I believe about a day and a half ago, he alluded to, well, not even alluded to, he quite literally said, what's next for them to do? Make up some imaginary, <laughs> unbelievable what stuff that what, nobody what else has had to live up to except me. me. You know what he said? <laughs> Bring on the challenge. Yeah, I'm what criteria? Yeah, yeah absolutely. come on, man, because they, they compare this man to levels and standards that no man has really been held to. So, I mean, 
And, it, and it's, I can even I, sound I, like okay. a LeBron fan. I'm actually a Kobe fan, but the LeBron hate just be so no, because the time wrong. is if I'm hating on him. I'm not hating on him at all. It's I, it's from oh, it. not you. I'm it's, just it's, speaking it's, 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 Yeah, but it's more just like, a, dude, this is one of those, like, moments in life of being a basketball player, bro. Like, just take it. Take that. Like, if all the times get criticized or anything comes with it, dude, just live with that one. Like, you can sleep easy. Sleep easy that night. At the end of the day, like, what you're doing it for, just like everybody's been saying, it's for Kobe, it's for yourself, it's for, for this and that. At the end of the day, Kobe, will, Kobe has said it on record. When I've missed that game-winning shot, life goes on. It's another shot. And also, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. That's pretty much it, though, because at the end of the day, that's how he is. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, if I miss it, I miss it. You got to live with it. Like, and that would have been that time for him to accept that as that superstar he is and not worry about critics. That was the beauty Look, about Kobe. Kobe didn't give a shit about no critics. I don't think LeBron, He didn't care. LeBron, I don't, LeBron does not care about the critics, from my opinion. Just looking at him in the makeup and the man he's grown to be that I see in the media. Don't know him personally, obviously. But one could also say, just because that was the game-winning shot, by certain criteria or standards, we consider that to be a pressure shot. But there was really no pressure surrounded around this shot for LeBron. It's not like if you miss that shot, y'all lose the championship. It's not That's like what I mean. That, it's not yes. like if you miss that shot, y'all go down in the series or the um the heat still a game and y'all down. So it was genuinely and, and that's what I'm saying. pressure surrounded around that shot. And uh exactly that's what I'm saying about it. That's basically like the, the the whole thing, right? Sorry to interrupt you, but that's like the whole thing I'm saying, like. Bro, like you can live with that. Like it's game. Like y'all in control. There's a dirt tire. Like y'all, this is like y'all did approve in the game six. Y'all have this in the bag. Just take the shot. I would have just. I would have loved to see that rimmed out or. No, I would just how because like Isaac, I'm Kobe diehard fan. Um, but I would have just loved to see that for his part of his story. That's all. I mean, absolutely. But. <laughs> it definitely would have been storybook, but you know, in a perfect world, you know, we'd always gonna get what we want, Darnell. <laughs> Danny Green hit a shot. Yeah. You open. Ass naked open. I, you know, love though. You know what I'm saying? Respect, but at the same time, yeah. You I know. don't know. Are you shaking? We're gonna sidebar. We're gonna sidebar. He was the champion. What, what, was it two minutes left in the game? He made sure he was champion. No. What, the first, the first half. Going into the second half, he made sure <laughs> that he was champion already. That, that, Rick that, sidebar, Rick that sidebar. shot wasn't shit. That shot wasn't yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. They walked off the court like that shit wasn't shit. Yeah, you saw how Jimmy game, Butler was literally slumped over in, in agonizing, t- t- just complete oh, yeah. exhaustion, right? Because his body isn't used to the rigor and the conditioning of playing that hard at that level, you know, on that stage. And no disrespect to Jimmy, you know, he at Houston – you know, much love to him, bro. Like, I love Jimmy, but at the same time, you could tell who was in more peak physical condition to, like, whose body was able and, you know, readily handling, um, you know, ready to handle that that vigor and that, you know, that, that upkeep in the finals, man. And it showed clearly because game six, Jimmy was non-existent. The whole team was tired. They really gave all they had. They poured their soul nah, out the game. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you had more suggestions? No. <laughs> That's it. Okay. We got the oh. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad you said going into game six of that shit, he made sure by the second half he was already a champion. Yeah, that's it. That's like everybody wants, like, okay, so you said Kobe. I don't mind because everybody love, know I love Kobe, so I can say this and I don't care what nobody thinks. You said Kobe, and every all 82 games, Kobe has to make a clutch shot for you to win. I'll take the guy who I know I won when the fourth quarter started. I'll take that guy 99% of the time. But see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron don't have to be clutch because he going to beat your ass before the game over with. He won the game before the game over with. So why, why, why take it? That's not always the case, though, Sedacious. He's not steamrolling everybody. But more times than not, the uh, stat this season was when the Lakers league going into the fourth quarter. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 we're going to stay on task. We're going to give LeBron his followers. We're going to keep this away from a Kobe versus uh, LeBron currently. And so I hear what you're saying, Sedacious, um, on how you feel about taking uh, – Well, yeah, LeBron. that's what it was for me. for Because, like, yeah. Oh, this ain't no Kobe versus LeBron. We don't no, really this not, this not that. that. It's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Yeah, like, come on, man. This, this man became champion. Uh, at the end of the first half, if you let me tell it. I heard That's somebody, fair, I heard uh, niggas say, like, I just feel like he was disrespectful, just going just gonna to celebrate like that with a minute 40 left in the game. Well, that's what you do when you're up 30. <laughs> you have the momentum, you know. You the fuck? People can um, find reasons to be mad. Nah, this thing about it, you get the thing about it is if you go against a person and they prove you wrong, just take the hell. <laughs> like like me, dude. I, I went up against them twice in a certain sense of one team was going to give them a better battle, and one team had a possibility of beating them. At the end of the day, dude proved his, proved his worth. At the end of the day, you got to get this man his fucking out, flowers, bro. bro. Like, <laughs> the man came out there, put in work, and I mean, you did not it. Now you just, people just seem like whatever. Like, the dude earned it. They went up 30 about the first half, and then they cleaned it, they, they secured it, but they were, they were up about... 16 going in two minutes left. 16 with that team and how tired they are. No, there's no way in hell they're coming back. From no, the, we just want to fight from the start of that game, from the start of that game, you just like if you just look at the body language of that game, I don't even think that game was really too intensive, like about X's and O's, as much as it was just like he were done. <laughs> like physically and mentally, they were done. And, like, I can't be mad at him, man. You know, like you were uh, saying, Isaac, just in terms of just, like, having your body conditioned for that long at that peak, at that level. Like, they didn't have any idea on, like, what it took to, like, be that stable and still be fresh or be able to, like, you know, push through and power through. I mean, like, right. the uh, the post-conference and Jimmy. <laughs> like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, because he played – I think he played – the whole, whole game. game, if not by like 30 seconds, he didn't play. It was it was only about 48 seconds that he didn't play. But yeah, so win, something crazily like that. But you, we all know LeBron James is tested, tried, and true when he right. comes to that. So he's accustomed to playing a whole game if need be. So when that oh. when that when that call was to be answered again, he was definitely up for it as opposed to you know. Um, the Heat. He's he been prepping for moments like this since he was been with the Heat. Apparently, according to Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh said in an interview that this man has been stretching and getting ready since he was with the Heat. So let me drop that right there. That's ten years ago. He didn't, yeah. So like I said, it's, it, 
The man spills over a million dollars into his body every year. Case closed. You know where he's planning to be at, hey, at the end yeah. of the year. And who proves it every fight? I thought he was gonna slow down, and the man sped <laughs> uh, up. For me, I I have I don't know how I want to say this. Um, when it comes to giving LeBron his flowers while uh, he can still smell them, uh, not to say like before he died, just while he's still in the league, I don't feel like I will really be able to give LeBron the flowers that he deserves until he retires and he allows us uh, as fans just to like peek behind the curtain. Like we hear, oh, he puts a million dollars into his body. Like we hear all the discipline, all the mindset, but like I just feel like there's like a process out of this world that like LeBron like strategically and is like dedicated and de- religiously devoted to that's made him you are inside I like I like I'd like if I like I, I feel like it's easy to just like you you only appreciate LeBron for what you see him do but as you talk about who is great and what really makes a person great it's about what they do and nobody's watching them so I can only right. imagine the Come on, Martin Luther the, King. The true character of a man is what you do when someone isn't looking. You are the practices and the habits that you do. Take 21 days to make a habit, man. What are y'all habits out there, audience? What y'all doing with y'all life? What y'all doing? You know Most. what I'm saying? And, and perfect. We'll end it they on said Kobe found out Larry Bird took a thousand shots. He started taking 1,500 shots. Say that, Say that again. Say that again. Kobe found out that Larry Bird takes a thousand shots. He started taking fifteen hundred shots. Kobe was taking a thousand shots after he's like running like three, four miles or doing wind sprints in the morning just to condition his you body to be able to knock down that jumper late in games, even though he's fatigued and tired. Yeah. You know what LeBron has left to do that nobody hasn't done? Have that kind of career and actually end on top. Have that kind of career. Not just win a championship and drop. No. Have that kind of career at that level with all the accomplishments he has and then retire. Not do some come I can't even imagine shit. LeBron no, James I'm with, done. I'm without having his superpowers. Bye-bye. I wouldn't even want to see make him. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to see it. I don't I don't either. I hope in my heart of hearts, I hope Not even that, but just he had to be like a ring or you know because I, I feel like the, the downfall LeBron. off of that peak will be more talked about than the whole longevity of his great career. And they'll make a mountain out of a molehill with that. True. Especially, i.e. somebody that's like That's what I'm saying, like, dude. See, I told okay, you. So that's what he I'm needs like, damn, to do. He's been playing 38 years now. <laughs> you mean he couldn't mount up to the break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the moment I've been waiting on. Yeah, At the end of LeBron's career, he proved why he could never be Michael Jordan. Really, bro? <laughs> hey, so okay, talking about the end, like the end of LeBron's career. Do y'all see LeBron retiring in LA, or do y'all see him taking a farewell tour back to Cleveland? Hmm. He's Too much bad blood with David Griffin. Farewell tour with LA, especially with um, Kobe Bryant passing away. I believe it's only right that he he be that beacon of hope and light. That he's, you know, proven to be, you know, with the social justice movement. And then just as far as feeling that superstar void that LA needs, you know, with the passion of the late great Bean. So I believe he'll he'll finish it up there. 
He'll finish it up there. LeBron, um, when you do get ready to retire, my brother, um, for guys like me who try to embrace discipline as much as they can, just let us look behind the curtain, man. Just give us some inspiration and some motivation. Oh, it's coming out. I know you can't give us the secret sauce right now because you're in the league. You can't look, You can't give away the secrets. But when you retire, man, please don't let that docu-series or whatever like be too long after you retire, man. Get some acro. LeBron James, Kings Ball. <laughs> That's it. LeBron need to pay me. LeBron James. Say, say it again. It a Kings Ball. The series, the docu series. I'm telling you. Dang, I don't know if we want to put this episode out, bro. We may as well hey, try man, to rip us out. I need <laughs> like 20, 20 percent. I need that. <laughs> Just give me an interview. Give me a sit down interview, and I'm good. Um, give me a so yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. So yo, that uh, wraps it up for the uh, NBA 2020 NBA season, uh, NBA bubble edition. Uh, obviously, a historical uh, season by itself. It will definitely be in the history books forever. Um, but we're not we not getting the football. We getting ready to bro. Oh, relax. No. My, my bad. My bad. You can say that's it. Right. NBA season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah uh so we definitely gonna get into like more basketball even though the season over off season and so forth um but yeah man uh so we are about to get into some football we're gonna say yo we on christian motherfucking ass this week and boy when i tell y'all i got the bet of a lifetime with christian uh this past sunday the texans versus the jags I, ain't gonna, I think we're gonna start it off talking about the Cowboys, but when we get to the Texans, y'all gonna y'all should be proud of boys for this uh, this bet I got Christian on that I beat him on. But yeah, man, y'all stay tuned. Appreciate y'all rocking with us, uh, No Name Podcast. Please get in them comments and give us an idea for the name of this. Y'all might see me cry talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> and stay tuned for sedacious for live crying about the Cowboys. <laughs> What's going on, hey. everybody who's tuned in to the NFL segment? Um, we got Christian on here again this week. Um, we like to call him Coach Johnson. I'm not gonna take that away from him. We all respect Christian. Yep, Johnson. Um, oh, Coach Johnson. But uh, you know how you have uh, Urkel and you have Stefan. Uh, for all of my uh, people who grew up out there watching, uh, Family Matters. Someday, Christian. Well. You have Urkel, you have Stefan. Stefan is Coach Johnson. Urkel is Christian. I have a feeling this week on the podcast, we're gonna get a lot of Christian. <laughs> but he likes to he likes to try to act like he's sprinkling it with a little bit of Stefan, Coach Johnson. But nonetheless, whether he's Stefan, whether he's Urkel, whether he's Coach Johnson, or whether he's Christian, we love him and we respect him. This week on the podcast, we have, I don't know if it's Coach Johnson or Christian, but he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Take us away. <laughs> what's happening, everybody? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? We five is in the books. Uh, we just had our last game. The uh, Titans obliterated the Bills. Uh, they looked uh, very good on Tuesday night football. Uh, but we have a couple other pressing issues that we're going to talk about today. Um, 
First, we're going to talk about Dak Prescott and his injury. Uh, as we know, Dak was uh, trying to get a deal done with the long-term deal done with the Cowboys this year um, before the season started. Was not able to come to terms with that uh, with that deal, uh, and so he bet on himself. Uh, uh, took the uh, franchise tag and uh, got a season-ending injury uh, this past uh, weekend. Now, before on the podcast, I've talked about. Um, looking at things from a organization perspective and doing what's best for organization. Right. And uh, I haven't spent much time uh, talking about doing what's best for the players. Right. Uh, now I am a person that is uh, uh, very dedicated to people acting in their own self-interest. Right. Uh, I don't think it's selfish. I think, Hey, you got to take care of number one. Right. So I think organizations should take care of organizations and players themselves should take care of themselves and their family and their family. So, uh, Dak Prescott and like other players should try to get as much money as they possibly can, uh, and, uh, and drain the NFL for all they can. Right. Uh, and so I think that's what Dak was trying to do previously, uh, uh, previous to this year and trying to get a deal down on a four-year contract rather than a five-year contract to make sure that after his contract is up, that he can still be a part of, uh, you know, those top QBs, uh, being paid. Right. Uh, and so, uh, I think that that his injury does not necessarily harm his chances for, of that. Uh, I think that um, there are two scenarios that can happen. One, Andy Dalton doesn't play well, and the Cowboys see, oh, snap, we need to throw Dak all the money. Or Andy Dalton does play well, and Jerry Jones, for some reason, thinks that he can move forward with, with, uh, without Dak, and Dak goes to won't do that. Dak, that goes into the agency and gets paid handsomely by another team um, that's out there. So, uh, so we can discuss that. Uh, what uh, what's in Dak's future coming up? Yeah, that's my fear. This injury was my fear that they are now going to try to use this as an excuse to not go full force with the negotiation, like before they tagged him. Because before they tagged him, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he gets to go back and forth with him, and then boom, you know what? We we can't make your demands. We got to tag you. But with that injury, it's almost like the Cowboys win with that tagging, and I don't, I don't want that for that. You know, so I don't want them to have the opportunity to be like, nah, fuck you. You know what I mean? Because then that's really gonna make me feel away, and I hate to play this card, but it's gonna make me feel away as a young black man. I'm sorry. Is it? Is it is? And you know what I'm saying? So I hope, and my hope, uh, I'm gonna say- Sedacious, sedacious. I personally, I personally do not trust, can you, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Okay. <laughs> I personally don't believe in uh, Jerry Jones. I don't trust him to like do right, quote unquote, do right by that. Do right by him. But you as you as a diehard, he did right by Tony Romo. He better do right by Dak, and Dak is enough for that other type of skin color. The way he'll get done right. I hate to say that. I don't believe it's a race game, but I mean, I'm not saying like you don't know. He is mixed. He is white and black. So I'm just saying. No, I'm hoping that his mom. Man, these are the facts, people. His mom is white. Yes. No, his mom is Hispanic. Besides all that, like who's, who's mom? Dak's <laughs> mom is white. Dak's mom. Ryan Dakota Prescott's mom is white. Yes. And what else? White. 
What do you mean? Just, <laughs> he's mixed. So they, um, else. Let's not have a new Sledge right now. Okay, but mixed, yeah, let's get that up. I thought he was mixed with Mex- his No, Sledge, he's black. He is an African-American. Oh, it doesn't matter. Bro. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. They don't pay him. He is stopped by the police. He's black. But for sure, just for the sake of this argument, and somebody being right, somebody being wrong, he's He's on the gun line, boss. His mom's white. All right, go ahead, Sedacious. Mom's white, but go ahead. Sedacious. Anyway, they don't pay him. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, I'm, that's going to be coming. You raising Holy Hill? You going to be up at AT&T uh, <laughs> Stadium? Never. I don't feel that strongly oh. about it. But have, that's a statement to a young black man that I don't, well, at least to, I don't know, bro. Y'all take it away. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about this. You know what I'm saying? I have mixed feelings when it comes to it. And these is it, are really strong. So this is what we here for, brother. We is need it, to make is it fair to is it fair to try to play, I guess, the race card as it pertains to Dak? When you look at it, he paid Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, uh D Will. No, it's not, but I think it I think he gets compared back to how almost son like Tony Romo got, you know, as far as the treatment that Tony Romo received throughout his Cowboy tenure, um, everybody known is, you know, public record that, you know, Jerry Jones treated Tony, yeah, that guy, uh, you know, Jerry Jones treated Tony Romo as a, you know, a second son, right? This is so, my quarterback. And what people have been, uh, you know, kind of alluding to over the years is, you know, well, hey, if this was Tony Romo, um, Tony Romo wouldn't have had to gone through, you know, a season of being franchise tag and, you know, this, that, and the third. So I believe there is – it's too small of a too small of a particle to say that race is playing a, a definite factor, but I believe it's more so a Dak. We don't believe that you're really that guy, so we're just gonna kind of wait. And now what has happened is now they're about to be guilted into paying them, right? Because the organization is like, no, you need to take care of them. Just from the simple fact of what he brings from a culture standpoint. Dak Prescott has brought a specific culture to the Cowboys that I don't even believe they had when Romo was around. And that's truly a cultural camaraderie, brotherhood, you know, just a, a true that's that's you know, true. Jingle, no, coach that players want to play. Yeah. For. I, I wanna, let me jump. If I understand about what what the value that Dak has brought off the field. Hold on, Christian. Let me cut you off because I'm a, okay. I want to jump in, but I'm gonna throw a question at you while jumping in. Okay. Me personally, what I've Growing to understand what I fully understand at the end of the day, business is business. Business isn't fair. Business isn't doing right by you. Business isn't guilt tripping. Business is business, especially in the NFL. Um, quick side note: uh, If um, Bill O'Brien want to take an over from the Cowboys, if you are the owner, you could possibly get away with being a bad GM. But stand uh, on the Cowboys. Um. I personally do not believe Jerry Jones is going to pay that Chris guy. I don't think he's going to do right by him. Um, and within feeling that way, I throw the question to you, Christian, and your philosophy of team building. Hey, if you just got a decent quarterback and you put the right pieces around him, you could go far. So, yeah. Christian, do you think if Jerry Jones decides not to – do right by Dak Prescott, 
do you feel like he may adapt the philosophy that like, hey, I got enough good pieces. If Andy Dalton can just get us over the finish line until we get like a, maybe a trade or a draft pick, like we'll be all right. But I'm going to let that go on his way. It, it, depend, it depends on how well Andy Dalton does. The thing is that they are in the perfect situation to figure out if my hypothetical philosophy could actually work, right? Um, they have – I mean, arguably the best receiving core in the game, right? They have four guys that are legitimate receivers, right? Uh, possibly three guys who could be number ones on, on any given team. Um, their offensive line is not the same as what it used to be, but it's not bad. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, though he's, though he's not playing like, like you know, uh, the, the straw that, that stirs the drink, uh, he still has that ability, right? Um, you know, he has times – you know, uh, uh, where, where they can lean on him. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they have pieces on offense where, where Andy Dalton can look great. Uh, and Kellen Moore is a, is, is a good enough offensive coordinator where he can make things happen that way. And also, too, they're in a division that sucks. So they could, they could win seven games and get to the playoffs, right? That they, don't, they don't necessarily have to rampage uh, through everybody. So they're in the perfect situation to figure out hey, could we still win games with Andy Dalton, right, at the helm with the pieces around him? First place. And first place. If, if that happens, if that happens at the end of the year, they'll have to make a decision and say, hey, look, can we duplicate this with Andy Dalton, the red rifle, right, uh, and only paying him $20 million or whatever they're paying him a year, right, uh, and then, you know, figure out our QB situation afterwards uh, or – do we have to have someone of the caliber of Dak Prescott? Now, mind you, Andy Dalton is nowhere in the same league as Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott is on the, the edge of that top tier to, to a tier two quarterback, right? Oh, he's, you know, uh, he, he's on the edge. He's on the edge there. He is, um, he is, uh, he, he, he is that good. I mean, he's on, he was on track before he got hurt. He was on track to throw for 6,000 yards this year. That's just a fact, right? No matter if you say garbage time, whatever, da, 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 he was still on the I love when I love when people had their first quarter of the season and then they start throwing on throwing out the on pace hyperbole. I, mean, right? I understand, I understand that, but but he he's led the league in in, in, in passing. Uh uh the an uh, uh, interesting stat for that season. How many of those were accumulated when the score was 17-plus points out of reach or 20-plus points out of reach? Nonetheless, it could be Isaac, but, but we also got to – the games they lost, right, they were, they were one-possession games, one. right? They were one-possession games and games that he made sure that they, were, they, they, weren't, they weren't blown out of games, right? right? At the end of the game, they were in a position to win the game because – of what he did, even if it was done in garbage time, quote unquote, because of the way that he played, he put them in a position to to at least be able to tie the game or win the game at the end, right? And so um, that 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 does mean something, right? You put Andy Dalton in those situations; they're nowhere near that, right? You put in, you know, there. In my opinion, there's only maybe four quarterbacks that you put in that same situation that. Hey, we can still I mean, be. But this is football, though, Chris. Right. You know, almost only counts in horseshoes. So, you know, it's a bottom line business. Horseshoes so. and hand grenades. I, I, Man, I, come on. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. But, but from an from a organizational standpoint and from a, uh, 
from a coaching standpoint as well, hey, we just want to be in a position to win the game in the end, right? Dak Prescott gives you, even with how bad things are in their defense and how, how their games uh, go, I said this. Dak, Dak Prescott still gives them a chance to, to be in games, right? Absolutely. He definitely gives you a premium long over Andy Dalton when it comes to winning. Gives him that same, gives him that same uh, chance. If we have a good defense, we're falling on right now, period. If we had a good defense from the start of the season, we're falling on right now, period. Yeah. But what, what's the thing you say, we're, Isaac? We're uh, two fumbles. If, we're two if, fumbles if, in, in, in each corner. Hey, man, we be lit as fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so we'll see about that. We'll see about that. I, now, now, in my personal opinion, I think they will have success with, with uh, Andy Dalton just because they have a lot of weapons. Uh, and uh, their schedule coming up, they don't they don't necessarily play any uh, high powered teams uh, coming up here. Let me see. Give me a second. I got you, Christian. Uh, the the next their next three games, the Cardinals' offense is not very good. Uh, what? I, I don't think it's very good. They struggle. Listen. <laughs> Listen, guys, guys, don't don't rebuttal, guys. Let him. Listen, I know he's trying to bait me right now. Don't. I'm I'm not trying to bait you. I'm just saying you are. Because I'm about to argue they to still, the death. They only had like. Don't no, Isaac, hold it, hold <laughs> on, bro. They, they didn't pull away from the they didn't pull away from the Jets until late in that game this past weekend. They got a good. It's a Deacon Dunk offense that you know if Colin Murray didn't have his legs the way he did, and uh, you know they. I don't know. So I they play they play the football. Deacon Dunk, are you come on, E, moving on. All right. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm coming just, back to that. To, you coming back to that. What, what's 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 uh, uh Edward, can you look up Kyler Murray's average depth? Don't do that, Christian. Don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, 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 I gotta know. Find out what for the all right. But stay on topic with the Cowboys, and I'll go get the stats for you. Stay on topic with the Cowboys, and I'll go get the stats for you. Well, why are you going to get the stats? It don't make us know, you know, it don't make sense to go ahead and talk about the Cowboys. So let's talk about it. The next three games, I think, are definitely winnable. The Cardinals. You said we take it first place, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Because the Cardinals, I don't know if you know this, but the Cardinals are the second best team in the NFC West. I didn't know if you knew that. The second best? Yes, the second best. Yeah, yeah. So the Rams are four and one. The uh, Seahawks are undefeated. Uh, I don't care. Are you gonna? You really gonna tell me that the Rams are a better football team than the Cardinals right now? Yes, they have a better offense. They have a better defense. They have a better play caller. I don't know about that. Oh. That D I I'm, I'm, I'm just not on offense, Christian. I'm not that seeing old. the. The, the great offensive prowess that I used to that I'm used to seeing out of the Rams. Um, they, they, I, had, they had one game where their offense couldn't move the ball. One. And that was versus a Giants defensive line that was a lot bigger than their O line. The Giants have the biggest defensive line in the, in the league. So hey. How about that? Oh. So who? So the Rams have a more productive offense. Well, right now, Kyler Murray QBR is seventy-four. He's ranked number fourteen with no, QBR. This is average average depth of target. It's a dot average depth of target that compared to other people in the league. If you can find that, okay, because that, that that'll tell us what he's what he's being asked to do in his offense, the dink and dunk offense that that 
that I think hey, they yeah, they throw the ball down the field. Nah, he it's definitely an air raid. The air raid itself is a dick offense. I can air raid. Hey, get guys in space, yards after catch. I don't know, man, because Hopkins, boy, that boy, animal. Hopkins is an animal. He's doing well in the in, uh, in the offense, but but also too, they don't they don't ask him to throw the ball down the field until late in the game. Well, I believe Cliff like Kingsbury's got to be a little more creative, you know, early quarters as far as play calling and shots, as far as you know, getting it going off the play action because they do like to take some play action shots, but. I mean, if you're not seeing them as frequently as you like, I don't believe it's married enough to say that they're just this, you know, like you said, dink and dunk offense that's just incapable of moving the ball. And quite frankly, I don't care what the record says. They may have one more loss than the Rams, but I don't believe that this year presently constituted that the Rams are better than the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't believe Have they played that. each other yet? No, they haven't. We'll see. They haven't, they haven't played each other yet. They haven't played we'll um, the cards look hard. We'll see though. They, they they in the division, so they'll play twice, won't they? Yeah. They'll play twice. We'll see. I'm trying to figure out when the uh, when well, the maybe once. Play. I don't know. The Cardinal, dang, they don't play the Rams till late in the year, man. Do they who play them twice or once? Beat Seattle the other night. The the who was that almost beat Seattle? They play them once or twice. They play them twice in the division. Yeah, uh, right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm playing later in the year. But, uh, yeah, all right. So, that's what we got in the Cowboys. Uh, next, hey, the Bill O'Brien era is over. Before you start, I must intro. Go ahead. I, Go I, ahead. And I also, uh, I'm kind of, I ain't going to lie, I'm struggling to find the uh, the average. The, the Dunkin' hey, Donuts. Did I say Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' The A-Dot stat. Yeah, the A-Dot stat. I'm struggling to find it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> all right, fellas. So, I told y'all, I would tell y'all about the bet that y'all would be proud of me for that I made with Christian as it relates to the Texans versus uh, oh, man, bro, I hadn't done it. I hadn't done the it. Jaguars. It's okay. It's okay. No more. You have time. I, I, I kind of, sir. We'll see. So I hit Christian uh, Sunday, feeling good. I'm like, yo, bro. Like my Texans, they like they don't win nothing else, bro. Like they gotta win this week. So I hit Christian. I was like, yo, bro. I got a deal for you. Y'all know Christian has a uh, has a daughter, uh, just 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 past uh, two years old. So I was like, "Yo, bro, if the Texans win, your daughter, you know, she's two years old, so she starts slowly but surely like being able to articulate herself very very well." Shout out to uh, his daughter. Don't want to say her name over the podcast. Um, so I was like, "But you got to get your daughter. If the Texans win today, you have to get her to say H Town, ho." And throw up the H after they win. <laughs> and the Texas won. So uh I am waiting. But however, Chris is like, oh, all right. If if the Texans wins, however, you have to get the Minshew mustache. Obviously, I ain't gotta get that mustache. <laughs> but <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I wanted, I was hoping to get it before the podcast so we could just open it up with that audio. And she had to throw up the H too. I said, I'm gonna get it to you so we can have it for the next podcast. 
Okay, because if you wait till Christmas, I'm gonna buy her a Texans jersey and make her put it on, and then make her sing. <laughs> make sure it's a number four. <laughs> so the longer you take, we go be together for Christmas. If you take yeah. a long time, I'm gonna go get her a Texas jersey. <laughs> yeah. Just, just as yeah. interest on how long you've been waiting okay. to get me my video. Make sure she throw up on it or something. You know. Let's just abide by the rules, good man. You know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just you know, go ahead. You know. Yeah. Oh, but shout out to the Texans for helping me win that bet. Um, but. We I held I held them off uh, as you were talking about you know the first with the Cowboys but you know we're not holding off so we're gonna let you open up with the Texans um, and say whatever blasphemy you're about to say. And, Actually, uh, you know what you know what uh, I want to congratulate the Texans fans above all. I want to congratulate Texans fans above all. Y'all have been frustrated for many years with uh, the coaching situation there. Y'all have been frustrated. I've heard your frustrations for the past five weeks uh, with Bill O'Brien. Uh, I heard the jubilation uh, last Monday evening when you guys found out that he was gone. And, you know. Uh, Free at last. Free at last. This was good for the fans to see John Watson, you know, hitting Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, down the sideline and stuff like that to – to see some aggressiveness from Romeo Cornell going forward on fourth on fourth down to to make sure you put the game in uh, 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 you know in hand there uh, don't give him a chance to come back all that good stuff um, you know so so uh, you know I, I I hey stick your chest out stick your chest out so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, speak any blasphemies yet I'm gonna allow you guys to go ahead and. Um, <laughs> To, to to enjoy it, enjoy it. Uh, afterwards, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some stuff to that you can look for as far as positively positively looking forward in the future. And then I'm gonna bring. We up already know the positive. We don't really need no. We already know the positive. But before we uh, that might be different. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, look. All right. So before we start, before we start, we want to try to give Christian his time to also talk about the Titans. So I'm gonna say this, but I don't know if it really means anything. Let's try to be brief in talking about the Texans. But you first, Darnell. All right. Um, first of all, Texas fans, we still have hope. We have a lot of hope. This is the first division game, and I appreciate the organization to make that move right before the division game mm. starts. We're really freaking counts. Very proud of the organization to actually pay attention and try to make the best business decision possible. There is your GM slash coach. You want to make that decision at the mm. wrong time. They make perfect timing. We're one and oh in division. People, uh, fans. People say we're out next year. At this point, honestly, you gotta be super. You ain't gotta be super optimistic. You just gotta be a realist. We have a solid chance of getting the playoffs. Now, getting the playoffs and making a big move, we do need some strong coaching direction. I feel, but to get to the playoffs, I still think we have a strong chance. Bill O'Brien sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes or no, Darnell? Before uh, I kick it to Isaac, do you feel like? In watching the game, do you feel like it was entrusted upon Deshaun Watson to be like, hey, man, we're trying to let you free. Go do your thing. This man is yes or no. so much on that gridiron, it's sad. And I'll say that to say yes. He did that for that reason. That man is happy. He's going to be himself. He gets to be himself. Mm. Okay. So absolutely. Take it away, Isaac. 
Um, I think I had um, kind of iterated at my uh, my comment of the free at last of my uh, sentiments of how I feel about the entirety of the situation. Um, I believe Sunday was a culmination of, you know, um, you know what the saying, you know, when you're letting your hair down and you just, you know, you, you, you're playing free, you know, you feel good, yeah. you play good. Playing with a free conscience. Man, I feel like a breath of fresh air just got quite literally just blown into the organization, you know, with us cleaning out the dreaded trash that had stunk up the fucking place for Lord knows too many years. To see that, uh, to see that happen and unfold Sunday the way it did, and um, it was only right, man. They say that, you know, actually win, you know, when the black cat leaves. So, you know, he he has a. I say this: he has done an insurmountable job at really tearing and fucking some shit up. So it's gonna take us a while to kind of recoup and recover all that we lost. But um, the future is bright. The future is bright, Houston. The future is bright. Man. Even oh, with no draft picks in the next upcoming draft, <laughs> it's still bright. It's still bright. Time. Do you do you do you also subscribe to Isaac that with as you uh referred to him as with the black cat not being there in the organization, that Deshaun Watson like seemed to be like his chain seemed to be either cut off or like extended a tad bit more? Yes, Edward, I do believe that the chains will be unleashed, um, quite literally. Um, he's actually probably going to be wearing his 815 memo chain more because he doesn't have the wicked witch of the fucking West breathing down his neck about culture. and You know what I'm saying? Just He's going to be able to be him and unapologetically him. And that's what I'm most excited about, you know, especially from a football aspect of them just, you know, letting them lose, whether that be, you know, having a free reign to, you know, run, protect yourself, but still run and make a play when need be and not kind of forcing them to be a pocket passer, though that's what he wants to do by nature, you know, from the beginning. That's his first option. We're going to stretch out and, you know, give me some of that 60-yard action that you gave me, you know, when you played the Bengals your first year. I need some of that. Man, bro, it was – it was Sam Darnold's run was kind of Deshaun Watson-esque, if you kind of remember that from a couple years ago. It was. That's what it reminded me of. But Big facts. That's what nah, I'm bro, it was, it was beautiful, bro, to just, like, see them come out there on the field and just, like, yo, like, out the fucking gate, like, yo, you the guy. We were, like, air that bitch out to Cooks. Like, on 30 plus <laughs> money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, was just, like, that's how we coming with Deshaun out the gate. Okay, let's go. Warn y'all boys. Then again, yeah. you know, then again, you know, like in the fourth quarter, it's like, yo, we need this momentum, like, to kind of just like really get that separation. Um, he threw another beautiful ball. Um, ball. He was just amazing, giving opportunities. You know, that some people say that like he doesn't really often make or whatever. Um, and I just feel like. I was listening to the broadcast and they were talking about uh, Tim Kelly and they were just like, yo, you don't have O'Brien. Like, what is like, how are you going to try to move on? And he was just like, I'm going to try to open up the plays and like, just try to break the mold. And when I heard that, I just interpreted that as just wow. like Tim Kelly himself acknowledging and saying, I'm paraphrasing to what he said. I know verbatim, that, but, that's still telling of what he said. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, I'm going to try to, you know, 
put certain guys on the field, give more guys opportunities and try to pick plays to break the mold, which to me said that he felt like there was a mold being created or sculpted that wasn't really to the best benefit of the current team that's in place. That's what that said to me. And these are words coming from Tim Kelly's mouth, who I guess uh, was, was, who was has one of under, his fucking henchmen. Who his was under his regime, his, his apprentice, you feel me? Um, so, That's when you know it's real. That's when you know it's you, sour. You feel what I'm saying? So I think what – sometimes things are not about X's and O's. Sometimes things are about culture. Sometimes things are, sometimes things are about relationships and just how well and how do you gel with uh, players and coaches. And us Houstonians, us Texans fans, we have said it time and time and time and time and time again, yo, if we can break free of Bill O'Brien, we will see some bit piece of ray and sunshine. If we people, take yo, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I he's a good coach. It's not his fault. He sucks as a GM. That's why he's a bad <laughs> coach. Let him still be your coach. He's got you to uh, a couple of playoff appearances. He's only had like two losing seasons. Don't do that. You will have to struggle finding another head coach. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and we're and we're trying to tell these people no, like we know our team, we watch our team like religiously, like we know where the problem is. And when the problem finally left, when the problem finally departed, we saw results. We saw the ultimate result. We saw the ultimate result. We saw a W for the first time this season when we were being buried in L's. Y'all couldn't have got that W without with, uh, with, with Bill O'Brien. No, no, the stats no. prove it. No, not at all. Not at all. It's mental. They, they should stay with me, baby. Not at Look. all, bro. No, I mean, that and, thing, like, I just, I that don't thing had gotten so mentally debilitating. His presence was like a nuance of like just this annoying that that you can never just get to fully leave you. You know how you be outside. You know, hot yeah. summer days, Houston, you know, it's real hot and humid outside. So, you know, you might run across a field with some fresh gnats around, and, you know, they just buzzing all over the place, and they might not leave you alone. He was that to our organization, just in the way, busy with all these bullshit moves, but you still in one place. He's just doing a lot of yeah. – it's just I mean, nothing. It's There's no purpose in it. Some it's, people would try to say, oh, well, the Jags – they didn't have all the right pieces to their defense. Deshaun Watson finally had his best game of the season. Uh, will there be more to come this season? Absolutely. Um, the best. 350. Who do y'all play? I'm telling you, man. I didn't interrupt. I didn't interrupt about the Cowboys. I let y'all get y'all stuff off. Go, go ahead, Edward, so I can bring y'all. <laughs> 355 passing yards. Three touchdowns. Um, hmm. And, again, bro, they entrusted him to make plays. They gave him the ball. They weren't pedestrian. They weren't trying to manage the game. They were trying to say to Sean, yo, make these throws. Like, let's try to win this game. Let's put them out their misery. Let's not wait till it's too late and they came back. And oh, it was so evident. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they played They played oh like God. they wanted to win. They were not playing not to lose. I can and cry shout because out, it's like – I kill y'all, but shout out to the Texans defense. I know that was probably the only game y'all had in y'all. Like, 
that was the last game that Jimmy Butler had in him years. for game six. But I appreciate the effort. I hope that we can continue to build on that. And I can keep talking, bro, but, yo, man, it's evident. We proved our case. If we got Bill O'Brien out of that, we would then begin to see sunshine. The floor is yours. Okay. Okay. That was beautiful. Well, I'm going to start with the positive, right? Start with the good news. Okay. We don't. We we got the. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Can I time out? Can I time out? Because we didn't get Darnell. I really no, gotta hear him talking shit. No, he did. He, he went first. first. He went first. Oh, okay. What was you at? First. I don't know where I was at. I didn't hear shit. What did you say? He was serious. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm gonna say. First, he went first. Go, go back. Pay attention, bro. All right, look. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna start with the positives. Positives, right? I'm cross-referencing everything you say, so speak carefully. Yeah. You are being transcribed. Positive, positive number one. I might have been wrong about Anthony Weaver. Right? I Weaver, your defensive coordinator. Right? There are things that I saw from your defense on Sunday that I was like, oh, snap. He might be better than I thought he was. Right, and maybe I was thinking that he wasn't that good because a, a lot of players weren't uh, were missing assignments before. Right now, the the uh, just a little caveat, real quick, and judging and uh, judging a team, right, or judging a player's play, right, there are three things that coaches always look at, right? They look at um, uh, the player's alignment, right? Hey, are you lining up in the right spot of the field? Their assignment, are you doing what we asked you to do? Are you covering this guy? Are you switching off on this guy? Are you running the right route? Are you blocking the right person, right? And then number three is the execution, right? Now, the first two, the, the, assignment, the alignment and assignment, that is 90% coaching, right? Coaches, you know, uh, Sunday through Saturday or Monday through Saturday, the work that you're doing during the week is going to make sure that the players have their right assignment, their right alignment uh, uh, on game day, right? Uh, and so in the first four weeks, I saw a lot of times where players were out of position on defense, right? Uh, and I did not see that this game. Also in this game, there are a lot of things as far as scheme-wise that I saw him do that I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And a lot of uh, the blitzes that he that he put together to make Gardner Minshew uncomfortable, he stole from the Ravens, which is great because that means he understands that, hey, I'm going to take something great that somebody else did against us, and I'm going to do it against another team. And he used it, and he used it well, right? And he – they phenomenal, phenomenal. And I, I, I hope that that can be duplicated over and over again. I think that it can be, um, and it, it, was, it was good. So um, – that, that, that is great. Second, the defense played a lot better. I did not see that many missed tackles. Um, I was very impressed by, by a couple well, of players. Of course. I was, I was very impressed by, by a couple of players on your defense, uh, number 50, which I don't think he's actually a starter, uh, the linebacker. Um, I, I don't even know his name, but uh, he flashed uh, on, on, the, uh, on, on the film. Uh, and number 23, uh, I think he might be actually your third safety. You're talking about uh, Tyrell Adams, number 50. Yeah. And then I think Murray is number 23. 
Uh, both of those guys played a hell of a game as far as as far as uh, yeah. Murray is nice. Murray is nice. Murray is nice. Uh, as far as as far as uh, stopping the run and being in the right places and making tackles, uh, Cunningham uh, uh, had a nice game, and uh, also too. Uh, the way that Anthony Weaver moved move, uh, J.J. Watt around uh, to put him in different spots on the line to, to attack different people. Uh, so um, a lot of good stuff, right? Uh, something else to, to, to stay excited about, uh, hey, Deshaun Watson is still Deshaun Watson, right? Now, when I say that, I still no think that. fucking shit. I don't, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> as highly of him as you do, but he is still very good, Right. Uh, we've we've already had this. We're not gonna have it again tonight. We already had this. Okay, but uh, I'm not surprised by the two picks. I'm not surprised by the two picks. But I'm also not surprised by the bombs that he. Right. Right. I'm not surprised about about his ability to get out, outside the pocket and, and create things. Right. So he is still Deshaun. He's always going to be Deshaun. I'm not sure how many of those 60 yard runs like he did versus the Bengals that you're going to see. Also, too, I'm not going to allow you to disrespect him and say that. Uh, Sam Donald's run was Deshaun Watson esque because it did not look as good as his sixty yard run against the uh, against the Bengals on his Thursday night. So just uh, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying don't, don't, don't tell me on our team, bro. Don't, don't put that in the same category. But but uh, so he is Deshaun, right? So at times he's gonna he's gonna make uh, magic happen. That run was pretty impressive. Hang on, let's see. But anyway, yeah, that's nice. it, it did not look as good though. But um, now he's also to, nice. to the bad. To the bad, right? To bring y'all down a notch. Tim Kelly is still who I thought he was. Tim Kelly is a terrible offensive coordinator. Terrible. I was watching the film today, and I got to the point where I was like, man, are the Jags defenders, are their defensive backs this good at, at, at recognizing things? And then after a while, I started seeing things, plays repeated over and over and over again. And I was like, wait a second. No, they just knew what was going on. They knew – Trey Herndon is not is, – Trey Herndon is – runs a, was a 4 five forty, right? He was guarding Will Fuller a lot of times out of the slot, right? And there were a lot of times when he was right there with Will Fuller, who runs a 4-3. I'm like, why? Oh, they, they, they know what's coming, Right. Tim Kelly, Tim Kelly did not set you guys up for greatness. Now, I thought he w- I thought he was because of the first play of the game. First play of the game, he goes, oh, you know what? The Jaguars are missing their best three players. They're, they're missing Miles Jack, who's uh, pro football focus, uh, number one rated linebacker in the league. They're missing uh, Josh Allen, their best pass rusher. And they're missing C.J. Henderson, their uh, top cornerback, uh, their best cornerback on the, on, the, on the team, right? So we're going to go after the other rookie. First play of the game. I'm like, oh, snap. Tim Kelly might have figured it out. What did you do the next three plays? Goes away from him. Runs the ball. Got a punt. Okay. Over and over again, though, you saw him putting things together. Well, I'm like, bruh, that, that play does not work versus this defense. You're seeing this defense over and over again. Why are you calling this play? Now, on, on Deshaun Watson's first touchdown to, uh, to Fells, you know who called the play? Deshaun Watson <laughs> at the line called the play. What? Deshaun Watson at the line called that play. Not Tim Kelly. Deshaun Watson did, right? You don't say. Yeah. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> never said. Bro, he's like, said. Oh, I'm trying. He can call plays at the line? Hold up. I have never said that he did not have the ability. Now, if you go back, go back and listen to my rant against him uh, when, he, when he played the Ravens. The reason I was so upset with him is because he made mistakes on the line when I knew he could do better. When I knew he could do better, right? He called the play at the line because he understood that, hey, these two linebackers do not know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Somebody's going to mess up. He calls a post or a deep over route with, with Fells behind the linebackers, right? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cover one robber coverage where uh, – whoever is the nearest to the, to the receiver coming across them, they take that guy and the other guy stays in the middle, right? They both stayed in the middle. They didn't take the tight end touchdown. Okay. Um, uh, his other throw to, uh, to Will Fuller for the touchdown, right? Wasn't a great play call. Deshaun Watson magged it. He gets outside the pocket, hits him, right? Uh, his last touchdown to, uh, to, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, right, on the fourth and four. Uh, it's an all-out blitz, right? They call, they call double slants. Not, no, nothing, nothing genius about this. Double slants. Uh, and then uh, 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 Brandon Cooks uh, uh, beats. Uh, hey, uh, Christian, are you, trying, are, you trying to say, are you trying to say Deshaun Watson is, like, making plays and overcoming the offensive play calling? I did uh, – I, I I think you guys are misunderstanding. Misunderstand what I'm saying about Deshaun Watson. Before I said Deshaun Watson is not a tier one quarterback. We've talked. We've texted through this, Edward. I said he's not a tier one quarterback. He's not on. I, I didn't. I just. I said nothing about him being tier one. I asked you a simple question, and you start talking about whatever you're talking about now. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I seem surprised that I think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. So I just want to finish this up real quick. But Joe Burrow is better than Deshaun Watson. Isaac, let's like brother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, um, as far as as far as your offense getting to thirty points late against, uh, according to the analytics community, the Jaguars are the worst defense. No I tell y'all. I tell wait, y'all. that Prescott begin to 30 points late with his no, no. Right. nowhere <laughs> close. Hold up. Nowhere that close. Prescott better than Sean Watson. To anyone else. Shut the hey boy. Hey, 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 hey boy. Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. I want to warn you. We're gonna respect your loss right now, Sedacious. Tread lightly. Respect the numbers. I want to, I want to warn you guys about this this hope that the offense got better because Bill O'Brien left. It did not. You played a team that, mind you, two weeks ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick went 90%, completed his first 18 passes against this defense. It's magic. Okay. Uh, 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 Phillip Rivers threw for 400 yards against this defense. Has not done that again this year. Everybody we played has had their best numbers against this defense. Now, Ryan Tannehill has done well. Joe Burrow's done well against other people, right? But this defense is the worst defense, and it also did not have his three best players on the field. After the game, you know what Jags fans were talking about? They were like, man, our defense actually looked pretty good today. 
because they, they looked at that defense compared to the other four games that we played. And through the first three quarters in the other games, the defense looked like a JV team. But the first three quarters in this game, hey, the defense was keeping us in the game. If you would have told any Jags fan that, hey, at the end of the half, the Texans would have 10 points and we would have picked Deshaun Watson off once already. We'd say, oh, snap, we're winning the game. If you would have told them that uh, starting the fourth quarter, the Texans only have 13 points and we picked Deshaun Watson off twice, any Jags fan would have told you, oh, snap, we're, we're killing them. Because our offense is actually pretty good. We just didn't score in the red zone. We went up and down the field on you guys. We just didn't score in the red zone. And so the idea that the offense is back on, on, on track and that, oh, snap, once Bill leaves, we get a win. Hey, we also just set a record at, at uh, being the first team ever in NFL history to provide the first win to a winless team three weeks in a row. Yeah, so, there's also a record. I guess I guess to also thought, uh, the, thought, the thought that the Texans are now that we're free now, everything's going the playoffs are here. You got the Titans coming up. You got the Packers coming up. The Titans are a way better version of what the Jags are. Ryan Tannehill is a better version of, of Gardner Minshew. Arthur right, better play better. Uh, than uh than uh, Jay Gruden. Their defense is a much better version of what ours is. Bring it to, to finish that to finish that uh to finish that point uh you had Christian uh the Texans have also beat the Jags the uh past uh eleven out of thirteen understand, understand, understand the history between the Texans and the Jags. Guess what? You only play the Jags twice. You have fourteen other games. Two and fourteen don't get you to the playoffs. Well, I mean, we're rebuilding at this point, right. so I'll take those two. Dude, you said, man. Somebody you else said it. Somebody said y'all have to this year. Mm-hmm. You just hope you can get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. That's what you. That's what you hope. Oh, that's and also for the listeners, also for the listeners, remind you, uh, his like his like elbow nudge comments of Deshaun Watson is the same guy he like put up a, a marketing campaign for our last podcast on how uh, the Jags should possibly try to get him. Um, but let's talk about the Jags, Christian. Right. I didn't say no, 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 no. I did not say the Jags should get him. I said that he should ask to be traded. And to be clear, you still want him with your team. You know who you sound like right now? <laughs> I, would, I, I, I would not. You I would like not. Jeff Van Gundy right now. If, if the Jazz That's got you sound Lawson, like. Who used to trade LeBron James? Sean Watson. Any like, team. How is that back to moon, working bro. out? Like Cowboy. Would you like to further keep talking about the Jazz? <laughs> yes, I do. I do, I do want to uh, address the Jags. I mean, you guys can rebut me if you want to first before we get to the Jags. We're being the dead. Okay, okay. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh, a quick side note. No, nah, take Real your time, quick. Okay, you have to understand this. Bill O'Brien was a virus. He sucked that organization out. Plenty of players, uh, personnel, they always do that. He sucked the life out of them. That's fine. Everything you're saying is facts. We did struggle against one of the worst defenses. But guess what? This is a brand new offense. It's the same they, offense. They, they're starting it from the ground. No, oh, it's the same man. offense. The plays did not change. It's the same the offense. The mood is. The mood. Darnell, Darnell, the Darnell. Get into sports, my brother. The Darnell. mood is messed up. Yes, sir. Uh, forgive me for trying to speak for you. And maybe I'm not. I'm just trying to ask this for myself. Christian, 
why is it so hard for you to believe that energy and chemistry and just the aura around the locker room can be contagious to a team so much that team like team like you don't believe that Andy, players don't want to play for coaches. You don't believe that coaches can be a virus just off how they act towards players. You don't believe that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say that Bill O'Brien wasn't. I didn't say that. You never did. <laughs> he didn't say he was. Either. You never gave him his credit for being one. Every every time, and what I'm saying, I'm not there. What I'm saying. Can I ask is a question? Every time you talk about, every time no. you talk about O'Brien, you sing his praises <laughs> as a coach. You sing his praises as a coach every time you talk about him. And we as Texas, how you try to tell us, you know what Jackson Jacksonville fans are saying? Oh, we played pretty good against Texas. And what we're trying to tell you, you always ignore us as Texans fans when we tell you, bro, O'Brien is not his energy is not his energy is not productive for this team anymore. And you yeah, always ignore that. Hold on. And my defense of Bill O'Brien, my defense of Bill O'Brien was not yeah, him as a man or I see you sedacious. My my defense of Bill O'Brien was not him as a man or him and, and his ability to uh, to motivate players or, or to or to keep a team together, right? My defense of Bill O'Brien was his X's and O's and uh, uh, and maybe just just being able to get the team over the hump, right? I did not say that he had great coach in the locker room. I did not say that 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 uh, that that the players loved him. I did not say that, right? Does, not, does really all of that not encompass being a good coach? Does it have conflict though? A lot of people, a, a lot of a lot of players hate uh, Bill Belichick. A lot of players hate Nick Saban. Are they not? But great they don't hate their hands. Players hate Bill Walsh. Or were they they not, don't hate their hands. But they have a winning system. So whether you like them or not, you gonna they like them enough to be a part of that winning system. They got thumbs to prove it, bro. That matters. You gonna shut the fuck up when you see some rings. LeBron step in that room. Brady steps in the room. Bill Belichick has Tom Brady. Y'all called the Sean Watson Brady. Before Belichick had rings, he His was coach kind of Michael right Jordan. Now. That's what I know. Huh? Yeah. The answer to that question, Sedacious. That's what his well, coach is. He's still getting the same respect as he is now back then as being that same coach. No, nope. it took him time. Some it took him proving it. People didn't like him in that as an overall NFL. We all respect Bill Belichick because he's proven it. And he can do whatever he wants. He can fire wherever he Lawrence wants. He can fire wherever he wants. Because he has the rings to prove it. Lawrence Taylor, arguably the best, the best football player to ever play, said that in his first meeting with uh with Bill Belichick, when he first saw him, he was like, Who the fuck is this guy? Exactly. He never played the game. I don't know who he is. He needs to get out of here. At the end of the meeting, at the end of the meeting, he was like, wait a second. I might be able to do something with him. Because he saw before before they win games with them, he saw. Wait a second. There's something in the knowledge that he has. I can deal with the other BS because the knowledge that he has can take me somewhere. This is before rings. This is before that he got any uh, anything with with Bill Parcells or anything on his own, right? Okay. Okay. In two days, oh, Chris. Also, they were being also, successful. This is he said this before they would get before they became successful. Now. Yeah. Uh, and my defense of Bill O'Brien, my defense of Bill O'Brien was nothing about what he was able to do to rah-rah up the guys, right? Or to, or, or to have the guys like him or, or, or I, I never said that he didn't have uh, toxic situations or anything like that. I never tried to defend him on that point, right? My defense of him is that, hey, he's not as bad of a, of a coach as far as getting the results that you guys are talking about, as you, as you say, uh, as you think. Also, he's not as bad of a play caller as, as me you guys think, right? I thought he was a much better play caller than you guys thought. Tim Kelly, on the other hand, my, my point is saying this. 
all everybody can be kumbaya in the locker room, right? I've been a part of teams that have been kumbaya and we sucked on the field, right? Everybody can be kumbaya, but what's going on on the field and what most of you guys are concerned about in, in, uh, in Houston, and even J.J. Watt said this, is about making number four look great because you have something in him, right? Now, I can think less of him than what you think of him because you think of him as God and I think of him as just another guy playing the position. Wait, 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 wait. Right? No, I don't. What do you but, think of him as that? But, but um, he is still a very good quarterback. And he can still have, have, have much success in this league, right? But he will be severely limited under the Tim Kelly system, which is, which is even worse than what Bill O'Brien was. And you guys thought that he was handcuffed under Bill O'Brien. Tim Kelly is not a good offensive coordinator. He's not ready for the job yet. He's just not. You will not see the success that you saw this weekend duplicated week after week after week because you would not play a defense this bad. You made players – that were not very better than they were on on uh, on Sunday. Hold on, Darnell. Hold on, Darnell. Sydney Jones, Jones had a 91.2 grade from PFF at the end of the game. Do you guys know who that is? No, you don't know who that is. But you, no one does. I just said perfect. though that you saw. I'm saying Tim because of Tim Kelly. Tim, Listen, the, the, NFL, the NFL is hard, right? The NFL is hard. Deshaun Watson is not good enough yet to take bad play calling and, and just take over a whole game against a good or even a decent defense. He did it versus a very bad defense, a very bad defense that was very hurt. He, he's going to be limited throughout the rest of the season because of Tim Kelly. What y'all thought with Bill O'Brien is going to be even worse with Tim Kelly. Right? I'm just trying to keep you prepared for it for the rest of the year. I'm not talking about him as a player. He's going to be fine. He's going to do, he's going to do, he's going to have particular plays throughout the games that you guys watch and be like, oh, yes, this is the design that we know. But it's going to be very limited because the play caller that's calling plays is not very good. What's your question, Sebastian? You you still have it. Um, So, do y'all believe that firing Bill O'Brien fixed the issue? Yeah, uh, it's a it's, it's, yes. it's a part it, it, of the it, it, it's, it's a part strong. of getting to the solution. No, did it, did it fix the issue? What you I what, believe define what you mean by issue, so I can answer your question accurately. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't winning. Y'all fired him, and then y'all got the first dub. Y'all feel like firing him was like the direct reason. We had to cut off our hands yeah. in order to save our arm. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. You know, we did because Beautiful with the analogy, decisions right? that he was Beautiful making analogy. with the GM hat, it was quite literally poisoning us from the top all the way to the bottom. So, so now that Bill O'Brien is gone, y'all could possibly take the division. Y'all believe that? I don't know. We, no, I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. With with as decimated as we are, as far as us not having, you know, as many draft picks as we once would have, because Sir Genius fucking a lot traded them all away for literally nothing in compensation of some of the best players in the league. I believe with that framework in place and with us, you know, being depleted as far as, you know, not having the best available, um, you know, play caller, paging the Eric Bieniemy line one. Um, I believe we're going to struggle um, this year. Um, I believe at best we could maybe – We still got our defense. We could maybe be nine and seven, eight and eight at best. <laughs> 
but we, we possibly could maybe be looking at a losing record this year. But uh, you also have to look at strength of schedule. We have one of the strongest and toughest schedules this year as well. I believe we might have been rated like top five in schedule schedule strength this year. I feel that. I feel what y'all also, like. I want to drop. I want to drop a note that just like he praised because at the end of the day, where you like it or not, he praised that player back to him making a decision. He couldn't do that under Bill O'Brien. That's what you have to realize. There was no, I'm sorry, that was the issue. There was no change to play or I see something in the defense. It's my way or the fucking highway. And that was the biggest issue. Just like you played, oh, he's seen this and he's seen that he, he, he did Deshaun Watson. That's what we want him to do. We want him to be able to recognize a defense. Yes, it's going to be a rough start. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Absolutely not, because this is the first time in the NFL he's actually got a chance to experiment with it. It's going to be some trials and tribulations. But the end result is going to be grand, I feel. I feel like at the end of the day, he's going to be able to experiment, get those kinks out, and be able to do what he needs to do. Like he's going to be able to plate make Got Jaguars, 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 Jaguars. Lay it on us. All right, we're, we're, we're going to get to them real quick. I just want to let you know this as far as uh, just from Football Outsiders and their and their uh, uh, study of a future schedule, right? So they say that your past schedule was the second hardest schedule. Your future schedule is the uh, 17th hardest. All right, so the 16th Egypt schedule, all right, uh, remaining. Uh, and then the, the Cowboys, they actually say that you have the, the easiest schedule remaining in the league. So Let's go get first place, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, for the it's Jags. Fun. For the Jags. We haven't spent much time on the pod talking about the Jags, right? Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the Jags coaching issues. Okay. Now, my issue with the Jags is not – <laughs> it's not with the uh, uh, not with the culture. I think the culture right now is fine in Jacksonville. Uh, it's not with uh, toxic locker room stuff. We don't have Bill O'Brien there. We don't have any of those issues. Right. This Make guy. What about the Jags, man? Don't drag him into this. Uh, my, my, my issues with with the coaching uh, this now also too, this is from a coach's perspective right so me looking at the same issues that I would look at a team that I was going to say hey look we're not very good at this is something that, that we need to change it as far as a coaching staff right so situational decision making from coach Marone right there have been several times uh, this year on fourth and short where I've thought man we got to go for it right uh, the past two games, we've had a fourth and two uh, where we've been inside a field goal range where I said, hey, we need to just go for it, see what we can get. Uh, and immediately we went for the field goal. And next thing you know, we missed the field goal uh, when we were on our third or fourth kicker uh, that time during the year, uh, which, which you know, started a, a negative ripple effect. We don't have a good enough team to overcome um, things like missed field goals when we could have points. Um, so you just figure out, hey, when we're going or when we're not going. Uh, the second thing, uh, I can't stand watching the Jaguars two-minute offense. Uh, too many times when they're when they're going on their two-minute offense, uh, they take too much time. They, you know, guys, you know, they catch a ball, they don't go out of bounds, right? They try to make a move into the middle of the field, then they get tackled, three guys get on top of them. It takes another extra 10, 12 seconds, and now it gets to the line because – they didn't at least 
know to, to make an effort to get out of bounds or immediately go down, pop back up, run to the middle of the field to give the, to the ball to the, to the referee, right? You see, other, you see other good teams do this. I haven't yet to see that with the Jacks this year, right? Yeah, they're not a good team. They that's, not, no, that's not true, bro. That's not true. What do you mean it's not true? They're not as bad as you think. Oh, my gosh, this guy. <laughs> those things are – They're worse. As, as, as those things are factual and situational football. We can go back and watch the film. That's not true. Uh, uh, it, ha- it happened at, at, at the end of the game against y'all. James O'Shaughnessy uh, gets a ball two yards from the sideline instead of, instead of getting out of bounds. Uh, James Lawson on the broadcast yells, get out of bounds. He decides to try to make a move. He gets toggled by three guys. Takes him forever to get to get. Uh, I think you uh, should want to play, play that aggressive one team. The next play, you get the ball to uh, uh, Lavisca Chanel. He's two yards from 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 the sideline. Instead of him running out of bounds, he decides to try to uh, break a couple of tackles. So he gets tackled in bounds. Right. Uh, instead of do y'all do y'all call uh, seconds, you have two plays in two minutes. Do y'all call? Uh, do y'all ever call him Oshak Hennessy? Uh, yeah, we do call him Oshak Hennessy sometimes. Oh, it depends, it depends oh, on yeah, how, how well he's playing. If he's playing well, we call him Oshak Hennessy. If he's playing terrible, we just say freaking O'Shaughnessy. Oshak Hennessy. Uh, so, so it depends on that. Um, uh, and then, then the, the 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 next thing uh, would be uh, defensive misassignments. Uh, I know a lot of Jack fans have been calling for Todd Washer, defensive coordinator, to be fired for. Even since even since our 2017 season when we were Saxonville, that's not right to him. A lot of people were calling for his job even then, right? Because it just did not like him as a as a defensive play caller in different situations. Um, there's an argument to be made uh, from um, uh, actually uh, a Texans fan, uh, Mr. Brett Kellerman on YouTube, did actually a YouTube video on uh, on the defensive play calling in the 2017 AFC Championship game. And how kind of how Todd Walsh kind of effed that one up. Uh, so if y'all want to go watch that, support a Texans fan uh, on YouTube, Mr. Brett Kellerman. Uh, that was that was a pretty good one. So, uh, but uh, in, my, in my opinion, I don't think the scheme is the problem. But I do think that even in that season and since then, even when we had great players on the defense, even when we had veteran guys, there were too many guys that were missing assignments. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you would, you know, you'll see guys running wide open in the and you know. Anytime you see someone running wide open in the NFL, you know, offensive coordinators are, you know, you have some offensive coordinators that are good, that are really good, but, but they aren't that good to get that many guys open over and over and over again. Um, you know, only when you have a uh, defensive uh, uh, misassignments. And so they had that too many, even, even uh, this past weekend uh, against the uh, Texans, they had a bunch of times where guys were, were, weren't aligned correctly, were missing assignments. Uh, which which led to big plays, Long and so and seeing that that's that's directly on the coaching, right? What I talked about earlier, alignment, assignment is directly on the coaching. Execution is on the players, right? So, um, but that's the bad of, of the coaching situation. I think the offensive play calling, as far as you know, Jags fans are concerned, a lot of, a lot of people were praising uh, Jay Gruden in the first couple of weeks uh, when the offense was was humming along, and they've been upset with them the last three weeks. I think the play calling is fine. I think that uh, that guys are schemed open well. Um, I know people want him to run the ball a little bit more, but but situations dictate, you know, when when to throw and stuff like that. I think that uh, there was no way in this past game that James Robinson was going to get the 25 carries that that uh, everyone wanted wanted him to. Uh, uh, after the first quarter, 
um, the Texans uh, started uh, uh, putting in some run blitzes and, and he was getting negative yardage. And so, um, uh, so he wasn't going to get that. Um, I even think the fourth and one call that, that was a real F up on the six yard line. I thought it was an actual good call. The execution was, was, uh, no, I, before that play, I told myself, I was like, they got to go for that. And I don't think it was a bad play call. I I, I went back and watched the film today, too. And uh, he's just, like, <laughs> dropped that. Hey, you watch the actual film or the broadcast? The film, bro. Come on. <laughs> also, uh, but, you, you, were the, you were the one using my – because they told me I couldn't – I couldn't. they, they kicked me out because they said somebody else oh, was using yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. I thought no, no, no. Like, you good. You good. I just, had to, I just had to re-sign in. Okay. My bad, yeah. dog. I'm, I'm basically to text you next time. Uh, uh, Boy, putting in his time. Something like that, yeah, but uh, not really. But, yeah, uh, no, I went I went back and watched it because I was just like, is it something that went wrong? And like I said, I said they, they, they needed to go for that. But he just, like, tried to switch it over and just dropped it over. Fumbleitis. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought the design was uh, the design was good. The execution, I thought two players didn't execute well on that on that play. Uh, both O'Shaughnessy uh, because he oh, had up. Now we'll call him O'Shaughnessy Kennedy on this one. <laughs> uh, uh, he didn't sell he didn't sell his run block first uh, good enough, and uh, uh, the guy uh, Murray twenty three was there to 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 run with him. So he hey got- man, but Minshew Minshew was definitely doing a good job at keeping y'all alive when players weren't open because I was getting very frustrated with him holding the ball as long as he was and, like, avoiding sacks and, like, was scramble for a first down. And I, I forget – I don't know if that was to uh, O'Shaughnessy where, like, they was at the goal line and he scrambled, but right before he uh, crossed the um, the passing mark or whatever, like, he just dumped it in there. I, I don't that think was, that was – That was to the rookie, Colin Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, my bad, Johnson. Yeah, out of Texas. So, yeah, he, he six yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, but uh, yeah, just just for the Jazz fans, hey, that brings me to the to the room for optimism. Man, there's a lot of good young talent on this team. James Robinson. Y'all had the most draft picks too this past draft, correct? Uh, we had the second most. The, the Vikings had, most. had twelve. Um, but. Uh, uh, and we're we're the youngest team in the league right now too. So, uh, but James Robinson, man, he's he's rookie of the month for a reason. He has a chance to be a star. DJ Clark, uh, I wish we would have got the ball to him a little bit more in the game. Um, he's gonna be a star. Uh, Keelan hey, Cole, man. I don't know if be able to keep him after this year, but man, he has turned into something. Um, I can just go down the list: Lavisca Chenault, Jawan Taylor, Miles Jack, T.J. Henderson, Josh Allen. Hey, Levon Chase sounds going to be like Yeah, Miles Jack been in the league three plus years, bro. He's still only 25, though. He's still only 25. Okay. So, still, young, a young player that's 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 going to be something. If uh, there's any optimism for the Jaguar fans out there, I will say y'all play the Lions this coming Sunday, who also only has one win. So, yeah, I think, hey, I think somebody got to get two. Yeah. <laughs> or y'all could tie. I think. Uh, to, to, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, um, the my 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 reason for a, a lot of optimism actually is uh, because of the way that Sidney Jones played. Now, I made my comment about Sidney Jones earlier um, that. No one knew who he was, right? And he looked yeah, like yeah, he on y'all defense. 
he he looked like a superstar versus versus you guys. We just we just picked him up right before the right before the season. And he got cut by the uh, Eagles. But then I look I look back. I was like, man, who is this guy? Like I looked at him versus the Bengals when he came in when C.J. Henderson got hurt. And I was like, okay, they threw the ball at him twice. And he was he was right with Taj Boyd. And he was right with uh, T. Higgins. Uh, incompletions. They didn't throw at him again. And I was like, who is this guy? But I didn't go into in, into a deeper uh, until after the game because I was like, wait a second. He dropped a pick that he should have had versus Deshaun. Uh, there's a tip ball, right, uh, that he got the pick on. And then he and then he uh, had a pass deflection that, that ended up being a pick. And I was like, man, hold up, man. Who is this guy, right? Is he actually that good or is Tim Kelly making him look great, right? I think it's a combination of the two. But I went back and looked him up. When he was coming out in the draft, he came out in the 2017 draft. There were some people that graded him better than Marshawn Lattimore and Marlon Humphrey, right? He was an early second-round pick because on his pro day, he tore his Achilles, right? So he had the injury issues. And people were like, hey, I don't know. He might, you know, you know so, so he fell in the draft, right? Last three years with the Eagles, same thing. He's had a lot of injury issues, right? So that – uh, all-star play that we saw versus you guys, that could be him. If that is him, and if C.J. Henderson plays like he like he played for two out of the four games that he's played this year, we could be on track defensively. We could be on track. And the I'm not scared of the Lions offense. I'm not scared of the Lions defense. Uh, I think that the Chargers are finding a way to F the game up like they have every game since the since they – uh, barely beat the Bengals this year, um, so I think those are those are two games that that we can win. And then the Texans come come to us, and I don't think we'll f up in the red zone like we did last time, right? And so it's I think debatable. You probably will, but I, I think I think we can get three wins in a row, and and um and all y'all can rock the Minshew mustache. Uh, you know uh, that, that I ain't rocking to miss you, mustache. Till I get my video. Yeah. You know I what we're gonna call this? You know we're gonna call this episode. We're gonna call this episode Ace Time Hope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, there, there, there's there's a lot to look forward to. Um, now, as far as Gardner Minshew, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick. Gardner Minshew is uh, pretty much the epitome of of, uh, <laughs> of, 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 of uh, what you what you need quarterback in order to win games. Gardner Minshew is no better than a tier three quarterback. There is a hope and a prayer Bruce that he could, there, there is there is a hope and a prayer that he could be a tier two guy on the on par of a of a Drew Brees. That's a hope and a prayer. Hope and a prayer. Don't think that's <laughs> don't, don't let him let him go, bro. Don't think that's gonna happen, right? But he's a <laughs> guy that when the, when everything's right around him, he can win with him. What we what we did see what we what Jacks fans have saw the last two weeks though, because he is not a tier two guy, or a tier one guy, when the game is put in his hands and we have to and, and the team is leaning on him, the Jazz cannot win. There are many there were many plays that he missed, right? Um, uh, Keelan Cole opened twice down the field, um, uh, holding the ball a little too long to try to to try to. Uh, uh, get the get the strength enough to 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 hit Chanel, uh, uh down down the field. A couple of passes that he missed to Lavisca Chanel uh, early on in the game that, that would have uh, kept the chains moving. Um, those those plays where we have to lean on him, 
we can't do that. But if we just ask him to manage the game and run the offense, we can win with him. And so uh, he has, he has this, this incredible stat where anytime he throws for over 300 yards, we lose. Right. So, you know, that's. Can't win for losing. God damn. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but there's, there's a lot of room for optimism for the Jags uh, uh, as far as, you know, this year, it's going to be some up and downs. We got young guys. We, you know, anytime there's a mistake that, you know, we're, we're going to, we, we, we're not good enough to overcome it. But the next year, man, y'all got all the draft picks in the world. Is upcoming. We got, we got, we got picks in cap space. Um, you know, that we, 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 we got, we got, we got a shot. We got a lot. Yeah, GM was probably talking about Brian the way he gave away all your players on defense. Yeah, I mean, he probably was, but you know. Uh, it's funny too, cause y'all, y'all actually, y'all actually, uh, y'all, y'all had two of our uh, defensive players after after we let them go. So y'all, y'all paid Aaron Coven a bunch of money. Well, we didn't want to pay him, and he didn't turn out to be nothing. And then uh, y'all, y'all got Tayshawn Gibson, and he was okay for y'all while he was there. It was after we let him go. So he's actually pretty decent for us, but you know, always the uh, you know. Nevertheless, yeah, always Gibbs, the more. Yeah, Gibbs Gibbs a pretty good player. He's he's okay. So, uh, but there's a lot of room for optimism for Jags fans, man. So, uh, you know, week by week, it might be frustrating this year, but I mean, man, I I, I hope we keep Dave Caldwell. I just I, I I really do. We can get rid of Devin Rowan's fine, but I hope we keep Dave Caldwell. So. All right. <laughs> Yo, man, uh, we let Christian talk about the Jags. Uh, I will say this is the home for definitely Texans fans. Uh, we're going to make this a nice – we're going to try to make this a cozy space on the podcast for Jaguar fans as well. And, uh, of, course, and the of course, of course. Huh? And the Cowboys. Bro, I was going to – bro, can y'all relax, yeah. bro? I got well, you. Can. I was going to get there, B. Uh, <laughs> and this is for sure without question uh maybe unwelcome but it is definitely a home for the uh cowboy fans um most definitely don't have a screen with black <laughs> <He lying>. <laughs> <laughs> yo man but um yo that wraps up week five thank y'all thank y'all so much for still rocking with us uh we stand consistent with it so we stand consistent y'all gotta keep fucking no with no name podcast. If hey, really hey, 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 what y'all, what y'all think about? Uh, uh, Before you say that, really think about it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You thought he, he must have thought about it and hated it. You know what he said. He thought about it and hated it. God damn. Uh. Uh, no, just, just because they really need a name, throw it out there. I just want to hear uh, it. Yeah, yeah, throw it. No, I got to hear ball, it. No, uh, ball with the boys. I mean, that's a, you know. Ball with the boys. Boys and balls. Yeah, yeah no, I can't put balls <laughs> and balls. Hey, yo, man, signing. Oh, man. <laughs>